Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Bible Wire. In these podcasts, we discuss what the Bible says, line upon line and precept upon precept. Today, Tom Brennan will be continuing our study on the book of Acts. Settle in for the next few minutes and learn more about who God is and how he loves. Welcome to Bible Wire. We are going to pick up where we left off last time. This is Tom Brennan. And where we're uh, at right now is we are considering right now what happened when the church had a big problem with a accusation, an accusation of one camp against another. And these were actually the Hellenists against the Hebrews in uh, the church. And it had to do with this thought of there being possibly a... uh, discrimination where there were some people who were just being left out of um, the daily food distribution that was being made by the widows and so what being made for the widows and as they got into this and addressed it they were able to beautifully resolve the issue and as they beautifully resolved the issue the church grew again and again and then as these deacons are named we see that the deacons are also doing miracles they're doing great signs and wonders just as the apostles were so it's quite amazing right here the last verse that we have here is uh, chapter 7. So we'll start with, um, again, you know, kind of doing a little overlap here. Uh, so uh, chapter uh, Acts chapter 6, uh, verse 7. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. That's what we have right there. Okay, so then we're going to, uh, we've got that, that's going up to verse 8, and that's what we have happening. Now, we're going to see what happens now, because he's doing great signs and wonders. There have been several arrests that have been made already, and now, uh, and a deliverance, a deliverance by an angel. So what's going to happen now? Let's read this. This is uh, Acts chapter 6, verses 9 to 15. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, These were Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Okay, so those who disputed with Stephen were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. So this is a beautiful thing because he's coming across, his argument is one that is born not just of of, of just kind of like, you know, some some uh, opinion. He actually has the goods. He's he's doing these uh, miraculous things. He's proclaiming Christ. The Holy Spirit is witnessing right along with him. And so they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. May it be said of us, may we be so sold out. The people, they may disagree with us. They might not like what we say, but they can't resist the wisdom and the spirit by which we speak. Then they secretly induced men, um, the um, those who the synagogue of the freedmen. They secretly induced men to say, "We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God." And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses. Gee, where did we hear about false witnesses before? And said, this man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, saw his face 
as the face of an angel. Now, <laughs> this is an amazing thing. So they're looking at him. All these accusations are going. And what argument does he give? He gives none. As Jesus was silent, you know, as Jesus was silent right here, as this is going right here, and all who look at him, they see that he has the face of an angel. Can you imagine what Jesus looked like? Can you imagine what he looked like when he was being accused? He was silent, and they're just looking at him saying, what is going on? Talk about someone's face shining. Talk about someone's countenance just bringing conviction. And this was happening with Stephen now, and it happened with Christ. Now, Stephen... Uh, he's performing great signs and wonders, and he is opposed by Jews freed from Roman slavery. A Greek-speaking synagogue. These were the, the liberals of his day. So the liberals of his day and the conservatives of his day were both coming at him. They were coming at him from both sides, and they were bringing accusation against Stephen. So we see that happening right now. And they were unable to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke, just like his master. So I want to go back to, to Luke, where it talks about this a bit more. Luke chapter 13, verses 10. To 17. Now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and was bent over, and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, dared to heal on the Sabbath. That's mine. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered and said, hypocrite, does not each of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. So Jesus just calls them out, you're hypocrites. I mean, imagine this. Somebody gets miraculously healed, and they're finding fault with it. Well, you should come on the Sabbath day to be healed. No, this was a power play. You just want to find fault with him. You don't want to hear what he has to say, so you're just going to make an issue out of this whole thing. It didn't matter what it was. But Jesus just calls them out and calls, calls them hypocrites and says that they do the same thing. They lead their ox out. So is that this woman more important than your, than your ox or your, or your, or your, or your livestock? Is, is she not more important? And the people rejoiced in hearing it. Uh, then we have also in John 12, uh, uh, verse 17 to 19. Therefore the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason the people also met him, because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, You see, you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Oh, may it not may it, may that be the truth. May they not say that in vain. May the world go after Jesus. May the world go after Jesus. May we be those who have such a life that is so profound that people will say, you know what, this this is the truth. This is an amazing thing. So we see that the same kind of conflict, the same contrast, the same division that the apostles were bringing, Jesus also brought. And that's one thing, you know, folks, it's, as we look at this right now, we all say, you know, my wife's grandfather, uh, he said something that was kind of profound one time. He was not a Bible reader. He was uh, he was Catholic, but he didn't really read the Bible, didn't really know the scriptures at all. And one day he said, I had a dream last night. And I said, what was it? He goes, he goes well, I saw Jesus and Jesus came to me. And Jesus said, um, 
he, he came and he stood before me. I knew it was Jesus. And I said, Jesus, did you come to bring peace? And he says, no, I've come to bring a sword. And it's like, wow, that's, it's profound. And he didn't even know that the Lord, that the Lord had said that in scripture. When I told him that, he goes, really? It says that? And he, so anyway, so what is this with this division? Why is there a division? Well, when God created the heavens and the earth, it says God divided the light from the darkness. Very first thing he does is he made a division. He caused there to be a separation between land and water. He caused there to be a first. So there's all these divisions going on. The Lord has divisions going on. The Lord does have this happening. And when Jesus came, there were those who were divided on one side and the other. That's not saying it's a, it's a divide. Uh, he's come to bring salvation to all people. And all of us are on the side that opposed him. Remember, nobody, nobody stood up for him. Nobody stood with him, really. And, um, and so all, he died alone. And all of us are guilty of that. But we can also find redemption. We can also find acceptance as as uh, as is laid out here. So it's for all men. Salvation is for all men. Now, Acts uh, uh, 4, 13 and 14 says this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. So there's another situation that's already happening right now where the different ones who would oppose, they are being opposed and they are actually, uh, the apostles are being opposed and those who are opposing have less and less to say. We're, we're just like, you know, it's like... Uh, you know, it just turns into almost like a childish argument right now. You won't be quiet. We told you to. Well, you know, well, we told you to, you should. So to be in such an unassailable position so that it silences your opposition is a beautiful thing. But the argument of fools is never silent. They simply go low and begin a false information campaign to cloud the issues. Then they secretly induce men to say, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses and said, This man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. The apostles were delivered by an angel very recently, and now Stephen is seized and brought before the council. So we see that right now that there is a lot of miraculous stuff going on right now. So the apostles were were, were arrested. Now Stephen is arrested. This is There have been arrests going on. I think this is the third arrest that are going on right now. So they imply false witnesses as they had against Jesus. Jesus. In Matthew 26, we see this happening. Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but none were found. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it in three days. There is again the accusation that Jesus will destroy the temple. He actually came to fulfill the law, and he was to become the new temple and live in his church. There is truth to the accusation, but not as they intended, not as they sought. Then all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, saw his face as the face of an angel. That's Acts 6.15. The testimony must have come from those who were there. They saw Stephen. They knew that he was speaking the truth. God is able to make us shine when others slander and defame us. And we can remember also that Moses had the same testimony. His face shone. Uh, so much so that the that the people could not see him. So we see right now that Stephen is at a place right now where he is bringing great conviction. He is the problem right now. And in next time, 
uh, Brother uh, George uh, Reuter will be picking up where we're, where we're leaving off right here. We'll be hearing more about Stephen. So we're going to stop right now and we'll, let, we'll pick it up next time. So thanks for listening. We have reached the end of today's Bible Wire podcast. If you'd like more information about our church or if you'd like more resources related to this podcast, you can find us online at www.zionfellowship.net. We're also available on social media. Look for Zion Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today on Bible Wire. <music>